Will it be different this time? Will the Bills end the Chiefs season on Sunday night in Buffalo? We're going to break down the injuries, and I'm giving my final prediction today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I am your host of Locked On Bills. I want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout-out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Well, folks, welcome. This is going to be our last conversation before the Buffalo Bills host the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night in the divisional round for the opportunity to play in the AFC championship game and so today we are going to kind of empty the chamber here as it relates to my final thoughts I want to talk a lot about injuries that's become a big storyline for this game the Bills have four players ruled out already so I want to discuss those players the impact how the Bills can navigate around them then we're going to talk to Dr. Kyle Trimble of Banged Up Bills about the players that are questionable there's some key players that are questionable so we're going to break that down and get an update there and then lastly, I want to talk about the opportunity and give you my prediction for the game. So let's do it. And let's start with the injuries. Christian Benford, Gabe Davis, Bale Inspector, Taylor Rapp all ruled out for the game. As it relates to Christian Benford, starting cornerback, right? A nice player, really a good player for the Buffalo Bills. Him and Rasul Douglas have become a really nice pair. And unfortunately, you don't have them for this game. Now, it feels like you're probably going to get Rasul Douglas back. We'll talk to Dr. Kyle Trimble about that here in just a moment. But it's most likely going to be Rasul Douglas, Dane Jackson across from him, and Kyer Elam as the third corner. Now, if the Bills want to elevate somebody from the practice squad, they have Josh Norman and Jamarcus Ingram available. And what's going to be challenging about the practice squad, and that's going to become relevant through all of these players that we're going to get to, is that you can only elevate two players from the practice squad. And so something you got to be paying attention to on Saturday around four o'clock is when the bills will announce who they're elevating from the practice squad and the players that they elevate will tell you a lot about who's actually going to play and not when it comes to the questionable players. Now, if it gets real dicey, the bills could put a player on injured reserve end their season and sign one of those players to the active roster. We'll see, but there's some, some complicating factors here as it relates to using that depth that's on the practice squad because you can only elevate two of them. And so there's some candidates, and again, only two of them can be elevated. So obviously you'd love to have Christian Benford. When the Bills played the Chiefs earlier this season, week 14, they threw at Christian Benford quite a time. They tar- quite a bunch. They targeted him 12 times. And Benford gave up some catches, but he was leveraged, made tackles, eventually forced a key fumble. It's a big loss for the Bills. But you love having Dane Jackson, a guy who's played a lot of football, for the Bills as a starter, as a depth player, 
and he's a nice guy to be able to step in. Also, Kyer Elam coming off of that performance against uh, the Steelers where he really kind of found himself having him as the third guy as a nice hedge against Christian Benford and, and Rasul Douglas, right, who's questionable. You feel decent about that. As for Gabe Davis, you'd like to have Gabe Davis for the game, and, and let me tell you why. Uh, their CB2 situation is where you can really win. They have a great slot corner in Trent McDuffie. They've got a great number one corner in Legereus Sneed. And so you look at that and say, well, it might be tough for Stefan Diggs, might be tough for Khalil Shakir. Well, who's going to be going up against this platoon situation of Jalen Watson and Justin and Josh Williams at cornerback two? You feel like that's a great opportunity. Well, you don't have Gabe Davis for this game. He's out. And so you're going to probably lean into Trent Shurfield quite a bit. But also, I think this is an important spot for Deontay Hardy. I think Deontay Hardy is exactly the type of wide receiver that would give Watson and Williams trouble. Watson and Williams are big, physical, long corners. Well, Deontay Hardy is a shifty, smaller player. And I think that's a matchup you need to try to go after. I think it's going to be some good situations in terms of looks, and that's a matchup the Bills could win. And so low-key X-factor player for me this week is Deontay Hardy. Now, again, Andy Isabella practice squad, you're only going to have four receivers. If you don't elevate Andy Isabella or a different receiver, which would really only be what Brian Thompson or Tyrell Shavers, you're probably going to, it's probably going to be Isabella. If you don't elevate him, well, then you only have four receivers. And that gets a little bit dicey. Again, you can only elevate two players from the practice squad. Balen Spector ruled out for this game. And last week against Pittsburgh, he was the starter for Tyrell Dotson. Now, it looks like Tyrell Dotson's good to go. He has no game day designation. And so you feel good that he's going to be back, but you don't know about Terrell Bernard at this point in time. And if you'd like to have A.J. Glein play for you, well, you'd have to elevate him from the practice squad. So it gets a little bit challenging there. You also have Dorian Williams as a young player that played his best game, I thought last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers in a, in a tough spot. And so you would think ideally Terrell Bernard plays. He's your green dot Mike linebacker. If not, I wonder if that becomes AJ Klein with his running mate being Tyrell Dotson. And then on passing downs, you continue to lean into your three safety sets. And so the problem with your three safety sets is you don't have your third safety Taylor Rapp. And so we know because we've seen the Bills play without Taylor Rapp, what they do is the same thing. Jordan Poyer, the linebacker, and then they bring in Taylor Rapp, but instead they're going to bring in Cam Lewis to be that deep safety. Now here's a challenge with Cam Lewis. If Taron Johnson doesn't clear concussion protocol, seems like there's some good momentum there. Well, and that's going to be your starting slot corner, and so now that third safety becomes DeMar Hamlin. And then you wonder about Saran Neal. Does Saran Neal have a role in a game like this? Would you rather try to get by with him in the slot and keep Cam Lewis back at safety, right? There's some variables here. But here's the bottom line. The Bills' depth has been stressed all season long on the defensive side of the football, all year long. And you'd love to have your preferred players. You really would. But that's not the hand that the Bills are dealt this week, and that's not the hand they've been dealt really all season long. They've been resilient. They've found a way. It's a tough, tough situation. But if you could have that corner, and you will have Dane Jackson and Rasul Douglas, most likely. If you can get Taron Johnson at slot, you have your normal safeties. Your third safety becomes Cam Lewis. You kind of figure it out at linebacker with Dotson, Klein, Dorian Williams. 
That's your path, right? That's what you have to do. You figure Travis Kelsey is going to be a big part of this game plan for Kansas City. You think Jordan Poyer is going to have a big job there? Uh, if Taron Johnson goes, you know, they the Bills have been more than comfortable asking Taron Johnson to play some some coverage against Kelsey. So those are you're going to be your primary your primary uh, players that are going to have to deal with him. It's a tall order for sure, but the Bills have been up to it, and they're going to have to be up to it on Sunday night, or else that's it. So pay attention to those Saturday practice squad call-ups. I'll definitely send out a text to all of our subtext subscribers, so definitely check that out. If you're not part of the Lockdown Bills subtext community, what are you doing? Get in there. There's a link to join in today's show notes. What you get is one-on-one text messaging with me. You get my first reaction to all major Bills news. I send out updates pretty much near every single day. And you also get my in-game text. So whenever the Bills are playing the Chiefs, pretty much after draw, every drive, I'm going to send out a text to all of our subtext subscribers. So check it out. There's a link in today's show notes to join. You also get into our Discord channel, which is a community-type deal. Got over 500 Bills fans in there talking Bills, Sabres, life, all kinds of cool stuff. Plus, our film clips are in there. So as I'm breaking down the game tape, I put clips in there and talk them over. Check that out. Again, a link to join the Lockdown Bills subtext community in the show notes for today. You also get into our Discord channel with that as well. But a lot to pay attention to here as it relates to the Saturday practice squad call-ups and a lot for Sean McDermott to try to navigate uh, as he gets ready to host uh, and, and coach the biggest game of the season, obviously, one of the biggest games of his entire career. And um, we'll see if he can pull the right levers once again, something he's done very consistency consistently over the last eight, nine weeks. And he'll have to do it once again against Patrick Mahomes who's finally coming to Buffalo this time. All right, we're going to talk to Dr. Kyle Trimble of Banged Up Bills about the questionable players, and there's there's a bunch of those uh, that we're going to break down, Terrell Bernard, Taron Johnson, among others, so be sure to stick with me. But folks, passion, drive, and patience, what brings you home? The winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kicks, kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Folks, the NFL playoffs are here, but there's still plenty of time to get in on the action over at FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you simply place a $5 bet. That's it, $150 in bonus bets win or lose. So check it out. The app is super easy to to use and so many different ways that you can bet like a live same game parlay. They've got bets that you can find in the new explore tab. They have a parlay hub. You can get in on the over under spreads, player props and more. So check it out. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I'm joined now by Kyle Trimble. He's a doctor of physical therapy. He runs bangedupbills.com. You can follow him on Twitter. At bangedupbills, he joins us each week to talk injuries ahead of the Bills game. The famous Dr. Kyle Trimble getting shouts on Buffalo Plus, getting shout-outs on part of my take. We're lucky to have you here, Dr. Kyle Trimble. 
Uh, what's not lucky is this Bills injury report. So we got a lot of stuff to get into. Let's first acknowledge the players that are ruled out for Sunday. Will not play. Wide receiver Gabe Davis, safety Taylor Rapp, cornerback Christian Benford, and linebacker Balen Spector. Those players are not available. And I want to focus in on the players that have a designation, right? The guys that may or may not play and really kind of pick your brain about these guys. And I want to start with uh, Terrell Bernard, the Bills' outstanding young middle linebacker, leaves the game in a cart. Didn't look like we'd be talking about him at all for these playoffs. But there's hope. Sean McDermott said that earlier in the week. He hasn't ruled him out. He's questionable. Hasn't practiced this week. Ankle injury. Any chance here? There might be a chance. Um, it, it didn't look good on Monday night when he hit the turf, and I saw a shift in the sock. I thought fibular fracture. My buddy, pro football doc, Dr. David Chow, thought, thought the same thing. Plenty of people thought that. Aircast would support that. So when we got news from Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, that he only had an ankle sprain and MRI, MRI results were incoming, it was welcome news to Bill's Mafia. All throughout this week, he was unable to practice though this week. The team has been optimistic about it. And when I say optimistic, they've been in the news on media reports, everything else about that, about his ankle. So they acknowledged in the Buffalo news that he had suffered the same ankle injury uh, against the chargers. He suffered more of a, what appeared to be a medial ankle sprain, possibly a high ankle sprain against the Chargers, but only missed a few uh, snaps. Um, so that might've created some laxity in the joint as it was. I'm sure they're taping his ankles up to begin with. And then even when they said in the news too, that the ankle had more lax because of the previous injury and it didn't look as bad when the training staff showed them the imaging uh, following this most recent ankle injury, that kind of stuff doesn't come out normally with the Bills training staff or the the coaches in general there. And then McDermott's words have always been kind of, we're hopefully going to play. We're taking it day by day. It just, there's been a really positive tone about, which is what I want to hear from a coaching staff. But this isn't the kind of stuff that you usually hear from even we saw Russell Douglas in the past from Micah Hyde or other guys who were very pessimistic to play. So he's got a chance. I mean, the fact that there was probably chronic damage in there from previous ankle injuries, you know, years of football, and then you add in this acute lateral ankle sprain, at least that's what it is. There could be a lot of swelling in there, a lot of pain, but due to the laxity already in there and you get the swelling back down under control you can still play on it. So we did see him walk around in the field house today. There was a little bit of a limp. I'm sure he doesn't have it taped up if he doesn't need to, maybe some bracing on it. It might just come down to, can he cut on it? Can he run around? Can you shoot it up enough pain medications? It's all possible. So uh, if he does play, he'll be the second person since 2017 to not practice and play. Considering his role in the defense and how important he is in general, um, Maybe you give him a shot there, but he would really buck a lot of eventual trends because, like I said last week on here, the only player to play without practicing during the week was uh, Vernon Butler in the AFC title game back in 2020. So um, knowing what's at stake here and at home, I want to believe that Brian is going to play. Um, I would, I want to be right. I think everybody else wants to be right too, but we'll see what happens uh, come Sunday. If he plays and the injury is what you suspect it is, how restrictive is it, right? Like, he's not going to be 100%. I think we can we can agree on that. Is it him playing to the point where there's not enough functional movement skills for him to be able to be effective? I mean, obviously, that's part of the vetting process for whether or not he's going to play. But, like, what type of restrictions do you anticipate? 
lateral movements, pivoting on that ankle, just being able to really drive off of that there. So he's going to be okay north-south. It's those lateral movements, you know, if the guy gets outside of um, his ability to tackle. So if he kind of goes to the right or left, is he going to be able to push off enough on the right leg to go left? Is he going to be able to load up the ankle enough to make sure he stays up or is the leg going to collapse because it's weak and he tries to push off that right side to go right? So if he can score up with his tackles, he'll be okay. If he runs north-south, he'll be okay at just trying to use that lateral movement. Of course, that's where you see a lot of that with the linebacker position. So they have a game plan for him, and with all the game plan that they do, they know what they're going to do with him. And even though he didn't practice all week, like I said, the optimism, I just something tells me that he might play. I mean, mm. if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I don't know. I'm going off of what they're telling us in the media. So it's, yeah. it's a guess, but it's an educated guess. You don't hear McDermott say things like hopeful and there's a chance, right? Like that just seems like interesting messaging from Sean McDermott. One other note here on Terrell Bernard is that Tyrell Dotson has no game day designation. That means he's playing. So they will at least get Tyrell Dotson back this week, who actually practiced in full on Friday with that shoulder injury that kept him out against Pittsburgh. All right, let's get to Taron Johnson. This is the this is the name that I thought was the most important. And, I, and I'm not diminishing Terrell Bernard. Love what he's done this year. But if you told me I get to pick one that can play, it'd be Taron Johnson. I know it's just a matter of concussion protocol and clearing it. It feels like there's some momentum here. We've seen some good video of him this week, smiling, happy. Look, looks like he's good. He even he's, um was surprised he couldn't go back in uh, on Sunday against uh, – or was it Monday night against Pittsburgh? I feel like this is a formality he's going to play, but I'll defer to what you have to say here. Once again, he would also buck conventional trends. You know, um, when we came out on Tuesday that they said he was in concussion protocol, guys who suffer a concussion in season and have another one take longer on average 12 days to return versus guys who suffer uh, initial concussion, what I think is about nine and a half days. And then um, even if you have, no, it was nine days for the initial concussion, then it was like nine and a half days for a repeat concussion. One of those ways there. But at the end of the day, it takes longer to come back from a same two concussions within the season there. So for him to come back in six days and keep in mind, he's beaten concussion protocol with under a week, every other time he's had, this is now the fifth documented concussion he's had in his career, which isn't great. We've had lots of conversations about Mitch Morris and other guys on this podcast, but he's officially questionable. He was seen without a red non-contact Jersey today. And yesterday he was running around, flying around with that on. It might come down to just if he gets clear or not. And we've been in this position with Dalton Kincaid before Terrell Bernard. We've been with the position yeah. with plenty of other guys. So it might just come down to, can he be cleared? It seems like it is. And once again, it would defy logic, but Teron Johnson defies a lot of logic. His fourth round draft pick, you know, second team, all pro he's beaten every concussion protocol. Let's see if we can devise some more logic. But, I mean, he would be a huge boost if he could go come uh, Sunday night. You know what Taron Johnson says about your data, Dr. Kyle Trimble? He said, that data is about other players, not about me. Let's hope, <laughs> he, let's hope he can go. Um, all right, so let's talk Rasul Douglas here. Obviously, Christian Benford's already ruled out, and so you're really hoping to get Rasul Douglas for this game. He missed last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Knee injury. He uh, practiced limited Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and practice on fu- in full on Friday, game day designation as questionable. Sounds like he's been telling everybody he knows he's going to play, but it, that's one thing. It's the reality's different. You feeling good about Douglas? I am. I mean, he's been weirdly optimistic about this. I've talked with some other people about it. Just considering, you know, he 
it, it seemed like the injury might have been a little bit worse than what he was letting on. And that's, that's fine. That's their prerogative, but he was wearing a uh, bulky knee brace underneath his sweatpants. And you had to kind of really look at it on the video. And this was during Thursday's practice. So um, it might just come down to make sure the knee's not flaring up at all. I mean, full practice should tell you that he's been telling people all week he's been playing, but we said, Plenty of guys say they're going to play, and then they don't for different reasons. So I believe he's going to play, especially with Benford being out. You have to swap out one cornerback for another. Um, they have Kyrie Elam stepping up here too, so they're going to have enough depth to get through this game, but I'd be surprised if he doesn't go for some reason. I mean, they, they yeah. game plan this stuff for a reason with the idea that they're going to play or not. So game time decision sometimes comes into play, but a lot of times it doesn't. Sam Martin, Bill's punter, um, unfortunate hamstring. Look, I'm not a doctor of physical therapy, but I knew when I saw him run into that ball that he hurt his hamstring. That was that was uh, that was all right. A bad joke, bad joke. Uh, <laughs> Sam Martin, Sam Martin, hamstring. Um, I mean, limited. He actually practiced limited capacity the last couple of days. Didn't practice on Wednesday. The Bills did sign Matt Hawk to the practice squad uh, this week. And, and so I'm very curious on your, your thoughts about Martin and his potential availability, but there's a bigger conversation to be had here in that you can only elevate two players from the practice squad. And so that means between likely call-ups, A.J. Klein, Andy Isabella, maybe Josh Norman at corner because you're thin there, and Matt Hawk, you can only have two of those players. And so if you have to use one of those two on a punter, I think that's less than ideal, but you got to have a guy that can punt. So. You think Sam Martin's got a chance? A little one. Um, I mean, he was able to get a punt off after he suffered the hamstring injury, and he was still able to hold. It might just come down to how many times do you think you're going to have to punt in the game? I mean, how many times do you have to get him out in the field? If you can minimize the need for him and just say, hey, hopefully we're going to be just scoring a lot of points, you can hold and not have to get out there, maybe they risk it. But like you said, that really does script a lot of things if you do have to call Matt Hawk to the uh, active roster there. So um, it doesn't look great. I, I don't see how he does play, but especially in the cold, just with that being a plant leg at all, it wouldn't make sense. But maybe the game plan is let's score as many points as we need to that we don't have to punt and that you don't have to worry about it there. Um, that that might just what it comes down to. Um, one other thing I'm thinking about uh, Sam Martin and just about the do not participate, all the stuff with that there. And it actually doesn't come into play too much with any of the guys there, but I had post post up on Twitter that guys were do not participate, do not participate. And then um, either had limited or full designation. Most of them played, uh, which I was surprised. There was like 22 out of 20 or 30 instances since 2017. So unfortunately it doesn't happen with this um, Bill's injury report this year, but uh, it might come into play with Sam Martin a little bit, even though it's a different setup there. So it also might come into play with Terrell Bernard, but they do weird things on the injury report. We, We don't know you know, what they're going to do. They know what they're going to do, but we don't know what they're, they're going to do and just hope that they game plan enough to get the guys out there who can perform and they play well and hopefully win this game. Well, ideally you don't have to punt, but that's the reality of football. And it's, it's really in a perfect world. You just call up Matt Hawk, Sam Martin, get your hamstring right. But this really does come down to the roster spot and the fact that you would like to have a linebacker and a receiver and a punter called up and you're not going to be able to have all three. You can only have two uh real quick here on Stefan Diggs um obviously finished the game but he wound up not practicing on Thursday if I'm not mistaken it was listed as a veteran rest slashed foot injury and then limited on Friday McDermott had some interesting comments about it today kind of you know interested in your thoughts on what you know potentially about this foot injury and 
you know, I know that you study McDermott comments and then what the practical application is. What what does all that say to you about Diggs and his status? I was surprised McDermott even told us when they thought he injured it because yeah. sometimes he won't even give us information as to what injury guy you know dealt with and when talks on Tuesdays or after the games he doesn't want to give us any information acts like he doesn't know anything so it's odd and once the, once again he doesn't have a game day designation he said it happened early in the Pittsburgh game a lot of people were in my mentions saying that he got stepped on during I believe it was a Khalil Shakir uh, touchdown which kind of put uh, Buffalo had for good and I think he was in it with Miles Jack there so he's been dealing with injuries all year um actually just posted up on my website about some of the injuries I thought he was dealing with and how that affected his EPA throughout the season so you should go check that out um you know a little shameless plug but he's been dealing with injuries all year even though it's not been on the injury report and this is gonna be just another injury he has to get through that he's hopefully gonna produce and hopefully win the game Dr. Kyle Trimble, really appreciate your expertise. Let's get ready for the AFC Championship game next week. Yeah, let's run it back one more time, at least. At least. Thank you. Folks, you got to check out Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest, most fun, easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. I love the format. It's awesome. It's just you against the numbers. It's not you against thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. It's just you against the numbers. Here's what you do. You select two or more players. You pick more or less in their projected stats. You place your entry. That's it. Doesn't take long. Picks can be made in under a minute. And then when you win, the withdrawals are super quick. Love all these sports. They're really fun to watch on TV. Even more exciting when you have a prize picks entry going into a slate of games. So check it out. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, folks, let's talk about this game. I'm going to really kind of dive into the way I feel about this football game, and it's going to build up to my prediction on whether or not I think the Bills are going to win or if I think they're going to lose. There's plenty to be concerned about, right? Plenty to be concerned about. It's Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. A dude's been to the AFC Championship game every single year since he's become the starter in 2018. Now, look, it's the worst year of Mahomes' career for sure. He, he sets a high bar, but no matter how you want to look at it metrically, it's definitely the worst season of his career by a large clip. The offense has been really average this year. You're bringing them to your place, but it's still Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid going up against a Bills defense that potentially has some significant injuries on the second level. They're going to be able to take advantage of mismatches in ways that perhaps Eddie Faulkner and and Mason Rudolph couldn't last week, right? So yeah, there's there's plenty to be concerned about. This Chiefs defense is terrific. It's the best that it's ever been. So while this is the worst offense of the Mahomes era, it's by far the best defense. Number two in scoring, number two in yards. They're good at everything except for stopping the run. Special teams are concerning for me in this game. I think that the Chiefs have an elite pair of specialists in their kicker, Harrison Bucker, their their punter, Tommy Townsend. Meanwhile, the Bills have either Sam Martin on one leg or Matt Hawk. And then Tyler Bass, who, I mean, just an absolutely dreadful performance last week, missing from 27 yards, having one blocked from 49 when the ball 
I mean, barely got above his own offensive line. I think, I think pretty much any Bills fan right now would say, yeah, I'm a little concerned about Tyler Bass. And this is a legacy game, right? I, I kind of see this starting to come up as the move, the week moved along and people are saying, yeah, this is big statement opportunity, big legacy game for Josh Allen and Sean McDermott. I tend to agree with that. I tend to agree with that. It doesn't define their career because there's a whole lot more of their careers to come. But for right now, man, it feels huge. Feels huge. You, this is a big opportunity. So, yeah, there's a lot to be concerned about. There's a lot to feel confident in as well. Plenty to feel confident in. This Bills team has been very resilient. They've found a way. They've won. They're the hottest team in football. But my confidence for the Bills in this game really comes from what the film, what the game tape has revealed to me on offense and defense. The answers are always in the film. And I've studied this, this Bills team on film more than any Bills team that I ever have. The All-22 Review episodes have been so fun this year. It's been a great benefit to me in challenging myself to be even more thorough with how I study this team. I feel like i got a good feel for the pulse of it. And what I've seen on this from this team offensively and defensively gives me a lot of hope. We'll start with offensively. How about the run game? And what we talked about in the All-22 review this week coming out of the Steelers game where they showed this ability to be a zone-rushing offense while they've been a very good gap-rushing offense all season long. A lot of versatility and multiplicity with how they can attack a defense. And this Chiefs defensive line's pretty stout. I'm not sure it's super deep, but they got some, some stout dudes. And so if you want to run right at them, you can. If you want to try to stress them horizontally, you can do that as well. You can involve Josh Allen in the run game. I'm pretty excited about the, the rushing opportunities that are going to be there against Kansas City because no matter how you measure run defense, yards per carry, DVOA, success rate, stuff percentage, whatever metric you want to use to measure run defense, the Kansas City Chiefs are below average to poor. And they're without Derek Nottie who's their best run-stopping defensive tackle. That's their nose tackle. Should have a great opportunity here to run the football. So for as much as this is probably going to be about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, could really be a a lot about James Cook and Ty Johnson and how the Bills were able to be two-dimensional and really stress a great Chiefs defense. Also offensively, this passing game is out of the slump. And I maintain that I watched that New England game and I felt like they were close and, and I was correct about that. The Miami game, Really started to come together last week against Pittsburgh. Josh Allen, this passing game, was terrific. Josh playing in rhythm, seeing it well, processing, making good decisions. I like it. This passing game is out of the slump. And I like that this offense has so many different ways that they can attack a defense, right? If you want to make it about Diggs or Shakir, you can. If you want to make it about the tight ends or running backs, Josh Allen in motion, play action, RPOs, this offense is capable of doing so much, and they've proven throughout the course of this year that they can be effective in a variety of ways. That's helpful against a great defense. So, yeah, I'm, I, I think Josh Allen's playing really well. I thought that Steelers game was probably my favorite Josh Allen game of the season, which is a good spot to be going into this game. 
Defensively, what I've seen on tape. First of all, a, a unit that has overcome adversity all season long. Started off pretty strong. Guy started to get hurt. You had a, a pretty nice lull there in the middle of the season. You get some reinforcement. Sean McDermott really finds his groove, figures out his personnel, and the defense has been humming really throughout this entire last seven, eight weeks. I think this defensive line is coming off of its best performance of the season against Pittsburgh. Maybe, maybe Washington was better. That might be an overstatement, but just like the way that those guys were competing for gaps, the way that they were rushing, the way that they were defending the run, the strain that I saw, the effort gets me excited. And you got some opportunities against the Chiefs here. These tackles that they have in Donovan Smith and Juwan Taylor, those guys have struggled this year. Trey Smith, their right guard, is a great player, struggled against the Bills in Week 14. I like some of those dynamics. But here's the bottom line. This is the opportunity you have wanted so badly. The 13 seconds game, all we can ever think about is what if that was in Buffalo? Would it have been different? What if that AFC Championship game in 2020 was in Buffalo when you had a 9 to nothing lead and you're playing behind Bill's Mafia for the rest of the game? Could it have been different? It's at your stadium. You're bringing them to your place. And look, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, elite competitors. They're not going to roll down. They know all the narratives too. Oh, Patrick Mahomes has to play his first true road game of the playoffs in his career. Can it be different this time? Are you going to let this opportunity slip through your fingers? Folks, I don't think they're going to. I think the Bills are going to win this game. And my confidence in that comes from the team that I've watched on tape for the last season, but what they've revealed to me down the stretch, particularly in the passing game, in the run game, and how the defense has come together, it gives me a level of confidence. They're going to have to figure some things out with the injuries. They might need some things to go their way. But this doesn't look like a team to me that is primed to let this slip through their fingers. Both teams this year have went through their ups and downs, right? The Chiefs had a three and five stretch, a two and four stretch, right? Like some bad losses to not good teams. Well, the Bills did that too. But the Bills are further removed from their goofy moments. The Chiefs are still kind of in them. And I don't put a whole lot into that 26 to seven win over the Dolphins last week where that Dolphins team really didn't seem interested. I think this is your best opportunity yet in the playoffs, obviously, whether it's being at your place or what this Chiefs team is this year and how Mahomes is playing and how this offense has been completely average. This is your best chance. And I expect a championship effort. I expect this team to strain and do the things that I saw them do last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Circumstances could get in the way during the game. It's a it, football is a single elimination sport, right? It's a weird shaped ball. You never know. But I think the Bills got the right stuff to get this done and move on. And whether it's going to Baltimore or bringing the Texans to Western New York, let's spend next week getting ready for it. But folks, we've done all we can do. The haze in the barn here on Lockdown Bills. Now it's just up to Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, and company to go get this win. 
to put all of these playoff failures against Kansas City behind us and move forward. The opportunity you've wanted. You get to end the Chiefs' season. They did it to you twice. Two of the last three years. They sent you home. Now it's your turn. Get it done. All right, folks. Deep breath. Let's enjoy this football game. Like I said last week, these are the moments we have wanted so badly as a fan base. And I know that we're in it, right? Like the Bills are, it's normal for them to make the playoffs now, right? The last four years, they've been to at least the divisional round. They've been to the playoffs five of the last six years. Like we're in the good times here. Enjoy them. Enjoy them because that playoff drought was real. And these are the moments. These are the stages. This is what we've always dreamed of. A quarterback like Josh Allen that can bring us to stages like this. So just like I say to the Bills, don't let this opportunity slip through your fingers. As a fan, don't either. Enjoy this, man. Enjoy this. Because the Bills earn the right to be in a game of this magnitude. To be favorites in a home game against Kansas City. So enjoy it yourself. And realize that this Super Bowl window is wide open right now and into the future. You got one of those special quarterbacks. Let's enjoy this, folks. Let's enjoy this. And I'll be right back here for you on Lockdown Bills after the game to break it all down. We're doing Bleacher Report right after the game as well. So plenty of post-game coverage coming your way. Don't miss anything. Make sure that you're subscribed. Would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Join the Lockdown Bills subtext community. Go Bills! And I look forward to catching up with you again after the game.